baby. We in here, yeah, we in here. Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here, yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. Cause we can That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. Oh, snap. It's another Monday right here on Black versus the Board of Education. My name is Miss Laureen, and as usual, I welcome you into this space. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We have a few guests in the building. And so before we get to our guests, you know, we like to go around the room and make sure you know that who's in the building. So today we're going to start with Miss Jada. She actually celebrated her 18th birthday and she thinks she's grown. Uh, oh, so we're going to put her on the spot. We're going to put her on the spot today. You're going to go first. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my love. Hey, y'all. My name is Jada. I am a homeschooled senior here in the Sacramento area. And I'm glad to be back. Yeah. A little tired, but. I'm push oh no, you mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna push mm-hmm. through, so okay. ain't no tired here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Keela, say hey. Hey, it's your girl Keela, college student. Um, I'm excited to learn some things. Okay. Cause we're gonna be talking about NILs and I'm not well versed on NILs. That's right. why I'm gonna pass it to Jalen as he introduces himself and yeah. he's really excited today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be an exciting one. My name is Jalen. I am a college student as well. Uh yeah. We, you ready, we ready to go? We ready. You ready? I got my notes. He's notes. been talking about this for like two weeks, y'all. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, Lord. Where's Sam? Where's Sam? Where, get Sam on the, on, the, on the computer. Come on, Sam. Come on, come on. We're talking about sports. <laughs> <laughs> you right? You right? Go ahead and introduce yourself, love. Hello, my name is Samuel. I'm in sixth grade. I'm 12. Uh, I like sports, as you can see. I thought you was going to keep that same right. energy. What happened? <laughs> Like, you, know. you want me to do it? <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> you you got to be professional, you know? I hear you. I hear I you. Hear Where's Melissa? Hey, Melissa. Leading us. Hi. Um, my name is Melissa. I am a junior in the Southern California area, and I'm also ready to learn something today. I'm also not too well-versed in this area either, so I'm excited for today's episode. And, and what I find so interesting is a lot of times we see uh, – lots of attention play or paid to athletes especially in high school you mm-hmm. know as they're uh, matriculating through the education system and you know they're pinpointed as some of the ones who you know are the stars of the play right mm-hmm. of, of the teams and so i'm really excited to uh, bring this component in because we like to learn we black versus the board of education right. the board of education has been pimping our kids for a long time and we got to keep it a buck mm-hmm. uh, and talk about it uh, and i know that we have guests special guests in the building and we want to make sure that you all know them and so can we bring up both quentin and mark greg marshall um they are from life after the contract so why don't you gentlemen go ahead and introduce yourself yeah greg, Hello, my name up? is my name is greg marshall again as you just said a partner of quentin and ivy our business partners in the uh life after the contract which is a, a company that focuses on success pathways and end of contract solutions for student and professional athletes. Oh, fantastic. Quentin, it's on you. Up, oh, you on mute. Come on off yeah. mute. I mean, I see your mouth, but I don't hear nothing. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. You know, this high tech again my name is quentin still I muted there no he's not come I'm, on I'm, he's not oh, okay i can't hear him okay okay my name is quentin ivy i'm partner with greg at life after the contract our goal is to educate ones especially high school and college students on uh life after the contract Okay. So if you're a student athlete and you want to learn about NILs, uh, we are it. We're okay. your go-to people. But also, we want to help you also life after the contract, okay? Mm. So pretty much that's our whole okay. sphere of what we do. Awesome. And we're going to get in, into that to figure out more about what that means and what that looks like. And to round out our discussion, we actually have an athlete in the building. Uh -oh. uh, Shaq Evans is here. Uh, let's go ahead and pull him up um, because I heard he has a lot to say about a lot of things. So uh, if you could, <laughs> sir, could you uh, introduce yourself and do me a favor, turn your camera landscape so we can get a little more of you in the camera. Oh, come on now. Hey. <laughs> Um, <laughs> can you introduce yourself for us and we'll get started hi um I'm, my name is shaquille evans uh i was born in inglewood california i went to inglewood high school uh, melissa is my my uh my little cousin so, uh, yeah, we heard and, mm -hmm. yeah and um uh, i graduated from ucla back in 2014 and i still play professionally in the canadian football league but i was drafted into the nfl in the fourth round in 2014 Oh, fantastic. You know? So I'm I'm really excited to um, even get started because I know that you have a perspective as one of the athletes who came through the system and now you've played at different levels, right? The yeah. uh, college, um, you said college, right? Or did you say high school? Yeah, college, yeah. Okay. So college and then professional and now you're with the CFL, right? And so I want to know all about that and I want to know how that works. So to give context to the discussion, Jalen, Let's talk about it. Let's get started. What what are we talking about today? So basically. <laughs> so basically. So basically. Okay. So August 31st, 2021, Bill 206, the Fair Pay to Play Act was uh was passed. Mm -hmm. And it was written by Nancy Skinner and Stephen Bradford. Both senators. Uh -huh. Both senators. Mm -hmm. But then once they wrote it, it, the initial date to push it out was January 2023. So then they passed senate bill 26 to move it up from january 2023 to uh, september 1st 2021 and this is all for california okay and so i want to start honestly with Shaq. right um i'm assuming that this was not in place when you were coming through can you talk to us kind of about how you could have benefited or what where you see you could have benefited had you have something like this in place when you were playing um, from I mean I'm not like like you said like you said I'm not too well versed in exactly what the NIL is but um, there was definitely nothing like that around that was definitely something that was uh, a hot topic you know I guess starting when I was in college you know cause, because we weren't like at the end of the day yeah we have scholarships and things like that but um, everybody doesn't doesn't come from money so you know you're you're in college and you don't have any money or things like that and you're also not uh, you're not allowed to get a job which is which is hmm. insane so. Um, but, uh, definitely, I think I definitely would have benefited because I was a, a highly recruited, a highly recruited player coming out of high school. And, and I see now some of the, some of the kids that I know that are coming up right now are getting deals in the millions of, you know, millions of dollars. And that's like their, 
setting up their family before they even make it to the NFL. So it's like um, I definitely could have benefited from that, but I never thought it would reach the level of millions of dollars. Like I didn't think they were mm-hmm. getting paid like, like professional athletes. Now it seems, you know, because like I said, I know a couple of guys that are are, are getting an IO deal, and that's starting to become like a top priority for people uh, for kids coming out of high school now. If they're if they're uh, having the stars on their resume. They're trying to go to the school that's offering the most money, not offering the best chance to play or the best education or the best or the best way to get to their goals. So that's just that's my look on it so far right now. So you said that the students are looking for the schools that offer the most money and not really have the reputation for a good education. Yes. Does that surprise you, Jalen? No, because I actually have Put your mouth in the microphone. Shoot. (laughs) <laughs> so I actually have an example of it. Just a couple of weeks ago, Florida uh, quarterback recruit just uh, requested a release from uh, a release of intent from Florida because a thirteen million dollar nil deal fell through. Okay, so maybe somebody can explain this to me, right? Mm-hmm. So you said that his intent, his letter of intent, he wanted to rescind that. Yes. So is that a whole process that folks have to do, or? Um, you know, like, I don't understand. So you, you send a letter of intent to say, Hey, I want to play for your program. And then once he sent it, um, after he sent it, he hadn't signed yet. So until you sign, it's just the letter of intent. But then once this fell through, he was like, okay, well, I don't want to, I want to rescind my offer. I mean, my acceptance of intending to play for you. So so they're not just automatically allowed to change their mind, Sam? Um, oh, okay. Um, they are, they are automatically allowed to change their minds. Like you can commit and then decommit, but it, it just kind of, it just kind of doesn't happen because you don't usually see athletes like, say like I want to play here I don't want, I want to play here and then just automatically decommit it's usually like external factors like um um campus atmosphere uh fan base coaching sometimes academics mm-hmm. but now now after NIL it's mo- it's mainly you know their motive is the NIL money how much what the school is offering for their services and they're basically going off that and can you tell us, because I see the uh, the um, question in the chat, what does NIL stand for? Uh, name, image, and likeness uh, a co- contract where it's basically like before you couldn't use like your name, your image, or like your your likeness to like a video game, for example, like NCAA football, uh, the NCAA football series, you couldn't... Mm-hmm give your name to receive money for that you would get penalized or the school will get penalized most most likely both you'll probably get suspended and the school will get fined if you were if the program was found out to give money to a, a athlete before nio oh mm-hmm. uh, okay so bring shack back because <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Explain this. I mean, I need I need it broken down even more than that, because I'm not understanding why would a school get fined or an athlete get fined for getting money? Why is that a thing? Uh, because the NCAA is not getting that money. 
that's that's pretty much the the, simple, the simplest way to put it. They're not they're not benefiting off of it. You know, the NCA used to be pretty. I mean, pretty still is, but especially when I was in school, it was it's like a pimp game. You know, you're you're out there, you know, busting your 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 body up and and doing all this and doing all that for the school, and they're and they're using your name and your likeness on posters and internet things and you know ways and to promote selling the jerseys, school. right? Yeah, selling your jersey number. All the people are buying more one jersey because I wore one in college, so people were buying more number one jerseys and all that stuff. Put in sometimes put in the name on the back, customizing everything, and you're and you and that that costs money. Customizing a jersey costs money, and mm. you, and you literally see none of that benefit. All you all you get is a pat on the back, basically. So oh. um, just like I mean, another example is uh, I think in twenty. 13 or 14, Jameis Winston, who's a quarterback in the NFL now, he he apparently um, took some crab legs or something, like from a, mm-hmm. you know, being being a dumb little dumb kid in college, and, and, and uh, he was extremely penalized for that because they thought that he was they that he was benefiting or in, in some in, in, in any way, like if you benefit as an athlete any way financially or any way that they deem is taken away from them, then it's mm-hmm. pretty much a penalty. Like it could be something as small as a a donor from a school giving you a hundred dollars to have some food or some money for food for the weekend. You're going to miss four games for that four games when, but it's like, how can you do like some kids, like I said, don't have, don't have that. Don't have people giving them money. So it's like, if somebody offers me a thousand dollars and I don't have any money in my pocket, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just crazy to me now, but it's like now, Kids are starting to, you know, get those benefits of their name, image, and likeness. Like you can, you can get a uh, sponsored by Porsche or, or G or Mercedes and get a G wagon now if you're if you're a big enough mm-hmm. name. So, doing? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's crazy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, and so I want to bring Quentin and um Greg into it. Yes. So now you all have developed this partnership to assist athletes as they're going through this process of um, getting the NIL and then what life looks like afterwards. So can you first tell me one, and and I don't know who we're going to start with. I don't want y'all to talk over each other. Um, (laughs) I guess we'll, let's start with Greg first. Um, So tell me why you all decided to, um, go into this business in the first place? Like, what were you hoping um, to accomplish through it? Yeah, well, just the fact that we've, we see a lot of athletes, they do get exploited. I mean, like, quite frankly, like Mr. Shock mentioned, you know, they get all beat up in college and don't get any compensation. I mean, you can't get compensated for getting all beat up and have the rest of your life ruined, but, uh, but at least you deserve something. And a lot of, not only physically, but, Financially, these a lot of these athletes end up broke because they really don't have the guidance or the mentors to really show them the way, you know how to manage the money or how to manage their, you know, just their just their new position of being in the limelight. And a lot of that pressure is just sometimes uh, the, the coping skills and all that uh, don't necessarily they're not necessarily taught. They don't have those skills. And so a lot of what we do is actually teaching basic foundational life skills like financial literacy, social skills, basic etiquette, and really to focus, our main focus is really is academics to make sure you get that that degree, get that education first, because that's something that you can fall back on. But after you're, play, you're done playing football, you know, whatever the situation, whatever your sport is, 
after life after the contract expires is not usually favorable for a lot of athletes. So we just mm. saw that and just felt bad that, you know, these, these and, and let's face it, these athletes are entertainment value for a lot of people, a lot of the sports fans out there. And it's just not fair to just kick them out once they're done and you get a new batch of young, youngins coming in to take their place. So we just wanted to make sure that uh, that did not continue. Got you. And so, um, Quentin, what type of background do you come from where, you know, you have set yourself up to be that mentor or that person who ushers them through like financial literacy, as Greg was talking about, what type of um, background do you all have to be kind of like the experts in this area? Well, I'm uh, a game official here in Sacramento. So I do youth and high school basketball and football here. And I see talent. All mm -hmm. right. I see talent. And I talk to the coaches. I talk to the players to find out where they're at. Mm -hmm. And just now, when NILs came into play back in 2021, I said to myself, wow, I can see this and see how these student athletes can get a foundation to do other things to prosper themselves later on in life. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started talking with Greg about it because we also do, um, we do financial planning, we do financial literacy. So wouldn't it be nice to be a mentor or a go-to person to help ones that start off at high school level, then go to the college, mm -hmm. then maybe go to the pros, and then after the contract, have them a plan B after the contract is over. And can I, can I just get ahead. you to hold on real quick? Because I'm trying to figure out. So basically I want to know, did you all play sports and did you see anything happening in this area that really kind of made you want to get into this area or you saw a need and you're trying to fill it? Well, we saw a need. Okay. Because see, like with Shaq, Shaq came into the league. He started back in 2014. See, and there was nothing there back mm -hmm. then. Okay. Uh, if you did take some money from a booster or a collective back then, yes, you would get severely penalized by the NCAA. That was not, that was not cool. Mm -hmm. But now, because I don't know if you, your, uh, research staff might have uh, heard of the NCAA against O'Bannon because Mr. O'Bannon was an NCAA. Uh, it looks like Sam knows what you're talking about. So I'm uh, going to throw it to Sam. Sam, what, okay. what is he talking about, Sam? So basically a college basketball player who was basically talking about um, how do these video games use our numbers and kind of like our similar likenesses, but we don't get paid for it. How, mm -hmm. And then that's what basically canceled all those NCAA video games for all those sports because mm -hmm. of the O'Bannon case. He he argued that he argued that we should receive compensation for these video games. Uh, this is unfair because if we can't get money from this, and it's all and it's our numbers, our likeness, how we, th this just is against the rules of uh of the NCAA and the NCAA, of course. 
them being the cheapskate, they didn't want to make the NIL at that time, so they canceled <laughs> all the video game series, and that's basically the wrap-up, the summary of the O'Bannon case. So was that Ed or Charles O'Bannon? Does anybody know? Because I think Charles was the cute one. <laughs> he played for oh, you. That was Ed O'Bannon that did Ed. that. Okay. Yeah. All right. See, so with that, so now you see from back in, I want to say that might have been like the late 90s mm-hmm. to current now, the NCA was forced to now allow student athletes on the college level to get paid for their name, image, and likeness. Right. Now, I just want to step back real quick, Ms. Pryor. Mm-hmm. Your, your staff mentioned about uh, the young man and the co-host. Huh? You talking about Jalen? Yeah, I'm talking about him. Yeah, oh, Jalen. <laughs> so, so for example, for the guy that Florida, he pulled out of a he pulled out of Florida because he did not get a, a 13 million dollar NIL deal. Well, the reason why that that happened was it was the collectives or the boosters that was promising that type of money. And so, yes, he did have a letter of intent and he was basing everything on that $14 million NIL deal. That deal would have covered the four years that he would have been at at Florida. Well, because the collectives, the collectives and the boosters fell through, he said that there was no real opportunity for him to uh, stay there. So the letter of intent, he asked Florida to, he wanted to rescind it. Florida said, okay, we'll give it to him and he can go about his way. And right now he's at, not Iowa state. He's at uh, Arizona state. Now Now, we don't know. We don't know if there's any kind of NIL money that's involved in that. We just Mm -hmm. don't know. We don't have that information, but for Jalen to understand, yes, and you, yes, you can pull out of a letter of intent and go to another school. The key thing is here, did he sign any documents to sign up for classes? That's the key. Because once he signed up for the classes, then he's locked in. Oh. Never, He never signed up for any classes. So that's the one of the main things that he had would have to do is sign up for classes. So that's the understanding regarding that. And okay. and give I don't me a second. give me a second. Melissa, okay. do you have a question? Because I see you, you you have this inquisitive look on your face. <laughs> and I want to make sure that we're pulling y'all in. Um, I know this is a lot of information. Go ahead. So it's not necessarily a question, but something I noticed when talking about the life after the contract and talking about how you're teaching uh athletes financial literacy and helping them with academics and stuff like that. Like I said, it's not necessarily a question, but just in my head, it sounds like helping integrate people back into society. When we talk about like the school to prison pipeline and the prison system, things like that, that's just the similarity I'm seeing when talking about helping them, I guess, integrate back into society. That was just something that I'm thinking about as I'm listening to all the different stories. Not a question, but just something that I noticed. Okay. Spot on. <laughs> Kila. Wow. Yeah. Put your mouth on the microphone. I don't know. Um, like, out of everything that you just heard that everybody's talking about, 
Um, has anything come to mind that you want to express or? I mean, it, it's not like it doesn't make sense to me, but it's just a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to take in. Okay. Come back. Come back well, to you. Okay. I, I can tell you Jada. this. That... Hold on, real quick. Oh, okay. Jada. Um, no, not at the moment. Like uh, Keila just said, it's just a lot of information I'm trying to take in and process. Okay. Because when I think of NILs and I think of people who were in college who got in trouble, I think I heard somebody come up with Jameis Winston, but mm -hmm. it makes me think of Terrell Pryor, right? He, him in his jersey and, and trying to go and I think somebody's mom needed a light bill paid and they got in trouble. Um, The NCAA is a 501c3. They're a whole charity. And they have all these rules in place that, one, they go and get these athletes from really, um, I don't want to say troubled areas, but troubled areas, right? Um, and they know that they are lacking in resources. They know that, you know, they're coming over there to play for their school. They went and got them on purpose because they know that that's a money magnet, right? Mm -hmm. And they bring them these boys because, you know, some of them are coming right out of high school. They bring these boys and that, yeah, you have the crowd yelling and you have, you know, all your jersey and everybody thinks you're great and wonderful. But some of these boys was hungry. Like just the basics. Right. Um, I remember talking to Terrell and he was saying, you know, just to um, wash clothes, you know, they, they couldn't, nobody could give them money right. to wash clothes. Nobody could bring them food. Like the very basics. It's like you, you're, you have them in such a state of wanting things or needing things um, or in a state of desperation that, you know, they're willing to do whatever to, yeah, they want to get to the NFL, but can we feed them first? Mm -hmm. Can we make sure that their basics are, are dealt with? And so when this bill came about and I was at the Capitol at the time, I remember being really excited and I was trying to get, you know, some of my friends from the NFL to come back and testify on the bill. Um, and I don't know who came, I forgot, but um, I remember it going through the legislature and I remember, you know, cause lobbyists come from both sides, right? And they were like, you know, you're going to spoil these kids. You know, they don't um, they don't need to be paid at this level. It's going to distort the game. But all in the while, they are benefiting from the labor that these young people are putting in. And if they were to get injured, there's nothing. And I think that that's what, you know, both Greg and Quentin were talking about. There's nothing um, after they get injured. And so um, knowing that. And knowing that students were going hungry, I'm just wondering, you know, because like you said, they didn't do this after the kindness of their heart. You know, as California goes, so go as so goes everybody else. So when the, the legislation came forward, they knew that there wasn't going to be anything holding that that gate back anymore. And they were going to have to pivot and learn how to deal with these young people um, as they're coming in with NIL deals. The problem is um, I want to make sure we're managing expectations. Everybody's not going to get an NIL deal, That's right? Correct. That's correct. So how are we managing expectations? Everybody thinks their son is the next Shaq or Kobe. Um, sorry, Shaq. Um, <laughs> everybody thinks that their kid is the next LeBron, right? So how are we managing expectations? Because I did see, where's my slide with the top 100 NIL? That's all I was just about to ask. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, these people are, can you zoom in just a little bit? I don't know. I, zoom in. I mean, I see LeBron's kid. I see uh, somebody related to the uh, Peyton Manning. Man. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know who else is on there. Shador. 
The oh, I do man. see Shador, Deion Sanders' kid. And so, then Marvin Harrison Jr., his dad was one of the best wide receivers ever. Yeah. So it sounds like, and I don't know, I'm I'm new to this, but it sounds like in high school, they already know who they're looking at. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So how, and, and, and this is actually when Quentin was in the office, this is what I asked him. So how do you manage expectations? Because everybody's not getting a contract. So, so how are you managing and how are you finding these students um, to come in and allow you all to usher them in? Okay, so how we do that is we have conversation with them. Uh, we know that parents... How are you identifying them? How we identify them? Well, first of all, we identify the group as a whole. So, for example, we would actually go to... Uh, Maybe some, maybe Sam or Jalen might have know about the winter sports meetings that they have or the summer sports meetings they have where it's a group of parents that their kids want to go ahead and do. Y'all wouldn't know, sport. ladies. <laughs> Y'all wouldn't know based on what I just heard, but go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so once we go to those meetings, we talk about the NILs. Uh, pretty much we just give the basic information about it. Then we mm-hmm. break it down to different groups. If a parent comes and asks us, hey, well, you know, my son does this. He might do 20 points and he might do 15 rebounds. He might do a triple double every game. But that don't mean that he's going to be able to get an NIL because it's a little bit more than just his stats. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about his grades. Also, if he has a social media presence, because a lot of this, a lot of the, uh, what is that? The promoter, not the promoters, but the uh, sponsors, mm-hmm. a lot of the sponsors are going to look at that child to see, or that sports, that uh, athlete. student athlete mm-hmm. to see what kind of personality they have mm. all right, or have, mm-hmm. because you don't want no kid uh, a student athlete to be out there twerking on Instagram or TikTok. You're right. Okay. All right. So, mm-hmm. or toting an AR 15. The sponsors are not going to go for that. So, right. one thing we do is we talk with the parents and, and the student athlete, and we pretty much tell them this is the criteria that you have to follow. Right. If you want this. Correct. Right. Okay. Real quick, hold that thought. Sam has his hand up. So, Sam, what 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 are you trying to add in? So, I wanted to so I wanted to talk about um specifically the top ten nil mm-hmm. um list. So, again, about managing your expectations. You look at one and two. Those are leg. Those are legacy mm-hmm. or nephews of legacy players. Like that. That's just the top of the top. You. It's basically like. It's kind of like nepotism. But then you've got number three, Mikey Williams. He's been been followed by social media and like Ball is Life, which has like 10 million subscribers since he was like in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And then you have Caleb Williams, one of the top uh, college quarterbacks. You have uh, Hansel Emanuel, which he... That's the he one with the, the, the arm. arm. So, so you so have Sam, to be so Sam, real quick, this list has college and high school kids on it. Yep. Mm-hmm, yep. Oh. Okay. So you you have to be like top of the top, um, or you have to be like a generate like a part of like a family tree of 
popular sports athletes to even crack this list. Ooh. So it's, it's just kind of like you have to manage your expectations to like such a degree where even like top level college players are only getting like half of what they're getting on this top 10 list. I so agree. You, you have to put yourself in that mindset of, hey, I might not get like millions or even hundreds of thousands of dollars, but at least I'll get something that can keep me keep me going and kind of sustain me until I get to that pro league, if you get to that pro league. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't stop with that drum. Because, and add on to Sam's point, like, just like Shaq was saying, he was like, well, we didn't even, we couldn't even wash clothes. Like, now you have the, just by having your name out there, do you have somebody that it could be like, okay, well, like you can actually go now and do a camp for kids and use your name. Like back then, if you would have said, I'm putting on a camp for kids for my community, you would have gotten in trouble just for saying, I'm a part of a camp for kids. Really? Like you couldn't even put your name on the camp. So like now you can as even- a as, a as a college student? As a college, high school, you couldn't do it. You couldn't go back to community like, hey, you want to put on a community giveaway? You want to put on a, a clinic? You couldn't do any of that type of stuff. Wow. Yeah. And that's not even wearing, you know, the school stuff. Nope. Right. But if period, you couldn't do it. Just because right. they, cause in their mind, you're like, well. So, do that, so that makes me think of something mm -hmm. else. So does the school own your name, image, and like, did they own your name, in image, and likeness once you signed a contract? Yeah. Yes. Or an intent to play? Yep. Yes. Oh. Yep. Because you, because just like they were saying with the games, you could, they had their face scans that look they didn't face scan it but they created your face to kind of look like you or they created your body type your exact weight your exact height they put the muscles that you had they put your if you had tattoos they put your tattoos on there but they will not put your name on the back of the jersey no, they did not put the name what? on the back that's of the it jersey. they will make it look exactly like you but they will not put the name on the back of the jersey and they will sell that game to millions of people and them athletes and that it, was ncaa college game day right all all the ncaa games yeah. every single one what basketball, football, hockey, all of them, baseball. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so now the NILs now give those college students an opportunity to monetize their name, image. They and give them the opportunity, or the law gave them the opportunity. Well, it's the law now, the okay. laws. And then the NCAA now they like. Well, now we're losing our millions of dollars now on this. And then on top of that, many people are saying, well, it's, it's tarnishing the college athletes. And like you mentioned already, 10 years ago, if you went and washed your clothes or you asked somebody to wash your clothes because you didn't have a dime to do it, you would have got fined. Or if, for example, they gave an example of a, a college student father, the son got penalized because one of the recruiters bought a $7 meal for his dad after a recruitment uh, visit. So they can't do anything for the student. They couldn't do anything for the student and they couldn't do anything for the family. Right. 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 So exactly. That so, makes me think of LeBron James. Did, wasn't he given like a SUV? Some Hummer. Sort of 
SUV yep. and they made a big deal. He was 17 yep. at the time. Yeah, uh, th that's what happened. Yeah. But see, now you got to think about this. You got to move forward from the past. So now with the NILs, it gives those, the law gives the student athletes now an opportunity to monetize their name and their image. Now, please note, there's some things that you need to know about the NILs. The colleges up front do not get any kind of money from the NILs that the student athlete make. And they shouldn't. Right. But the student athlete have to follow the rules mm -hmm. regarding NIL. So like, for example, if Sam decided to go to, let's just say he got a, he, he got a letter of intent to go to Stanford to do baseball. Uh, uh, he said Alabama. Is that oh, he's in Alabama. Okay, so okay. let's just say <laughs> he, let's just say he 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 got a, he he got offered a scholarship at Alabama. Okay, he can go ahead and do that. The collectors and the boosters might say, "Hey, look, uh, we can dangle this little carrot. Won't you come here? We're going to give you this X amount of money." Well, they can't do that. All right. They can't do that to recruit him. All right. Once he signs the letter of intent and he signed up for classes, then once he's under their umbrella, mm. then the college can say, hey, we got this NIL money for you. We're going to give you fifty thousand dollars for this year. All right. Wait, and so it, the colleges give the NIL money or anybody up, can give the up, NIL money? Hold up, back up. Remember what I said is the collectors and the boosters. Once he signs the letter of intent and he gets his classes, mm -hmm. he signs up, then the boosters can come in afterwards, after he's under the he's under the umbrella. Because see, you understand this. The boosters and the colleges can't use NIL money. To entice somebody. To entice somebody or to recruit them. All mm -hmm. right. But once they underneath that umbrella, all right, once they're underneath that, then they can say, hey, Sam, we're going to give you $50,000 a year. All right. Or sign you for a long-term deal. Yeah, I know Sam saying, bring me the money. But then, <laughs> see, that's why you have to understand the rules and the regulations regarding that. Okay. Right. So, Again, oh, like oh, I, this is the thing. This is the thing. And I, and I understand what you're saying. I understand it okay. completely. However, you have kids that are getting NILs in high school, so yeah. they don't need the booster money. Right. And so right. I, was, I was looking at this post from Legion Hoops and mm -hmm. it says college coach on Bronny's recruitment process. Oh, yeah. And it says. Um, I tried to get involved, but you had to jump through a thousand hoops just to get to the mom. So they're used to getting directly to parents. And now this has put some sort of barrier between mm -hmm. them and they don't really like that. You're not allowed to talk to the kid. Why should they ever talk to the kid when they're talking business? The kid don't know nothing. Right. It, it, anyway. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like the kid is stupid. What no. I'm saying is that he's inexperienced with contract negotiations mm -hmm. and what they're trying to do is talk directly to the parent and by, I mean, I'm sorry, directly to the kid bypassing the parent and the whole process. So he says, you're not allowed to talk to the kid. You have to schedule a time on Tuesday or Thursday with the publicist just to talk to the mom. And this is a thing for years. Our kids have learned how to, kind of matriculate to through their system 
this is the new system now. So now that you know the rules of engagement, follow the rules or get the hell on. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand the back and forth. So it's just like, if you have to schedule a time on Tuesday or Thursday, schedule a time on Tuesday or Thursday. What's the problem? Yeah. And like, it's like. Uh, am, I, am I missing something? I mean, Melissa, am I missing something? <laughs> I don't think you're missing anything at all. The fact that they're complaining about having to talk to the parent, the person who is in charge of this child is a problem. They're trying to take advantage of a, you could say a vulnerable party because they don't, like you said, they don't know anything. And that's not a diss at the kid, but you have an experienced life. That is what your parent is there for, to right. help you and to take care of you and to guide you. And they're trying to take advantage of that. Exactly. And, uh, Go ahead, and I wanted to say that uh, these colleges are going to try to lowball these children when they're trying to talk to, directly to the children. Like, when, when, a when a child hears like $250,000, they're like, ooh, money, 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 money. But yeah. you don't realize you're evaluated for closer to $2 million. So you can get a way bigger deal if you just negotiate. But, you know, kids, they're, they're ignorant. You know, they, they hear money, they see money, they, they go after them automatically. They don't even think about, like, their Talk to them. or their, or their, um, their negotiate or, like, financial literacy as, as, uh, Mr. Clinton and Mr. Greg were saying, they just think money, and then the colleges exploit that. Mm -hmm. They undervalue <laughs> the kids. Take advantage of them. I hear you, Sam. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laughing because you're putting it in such, you know, in a way different than what I said, but the same thing. The same yeah. thing. Look at the you know what I mean? Like, come on. They're ignorant. <laughs> and so... um. Greg, and I, I want to make sure Greg gets in here too. Um, what do you think about what Sam said? Is he on target or, or what do what you think? Yes, very much. He's uh, very wise for his age. Yeah, he's very, very eloquently put actually. So yeah, that's that's one of the challenges is why, of course, why we always speak with the parent. Parents has to be a part of the equation. And unfortunately, sometimes families are split families, but nevertheless, we have to we have to talk with a parent, whoever that is, and then the student. Because in California, let me put this in real quick. Not all states allow high schools to actually participate in the NIL uh, program, if you will. Uh, California and probably, what, 20 other states have allowed it, but some states have not allowed it. So NILs are not all for high schools in, in all states. So California has allowed it as far as their legislation. So it's very, especially critical that these kids have representation uh, from their parents and 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 anybody else that might be in the process because they're of course they're going to be taken advantage of. They're just and they will be lowballed. They will be potentially Ill, Ill, ineligible for NCAA, and that's one of the biggest problems. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that a lot of times uh, young athletes, young students, uh, student athletes, aren't fully aware of the NCAA rules and they sign something or agree to something that ends up getting in trouble. Even if there is an NIL in place, it may not be the, the violation may not be related to NIL. So then they lose a potential, you know, eligibility for a year or whatever. Uh, so it's not just a financial aspect, but it's also the legalities involved. Parents should always be involved, even in college for, you know, for that matter, the parents should really be involved as well as lawyers, CPAs, whoever all has to be involved to make sure that they offer that protection 
uh, for that student because the student should really be there to focus on his or her sport, but academics first, but then the sport, Absolutely. but they shouldn't be they have to become lawyers and CPAs and all this stuff. That's not their focus. It's our focus. Uh, it's other people's focus to make sure that happens. But no, absolutely, the being taken advantage of. And that's been happening for, since sports began. It's not anything yeah. new, unfortunately. But but it has to stop. And uh, and we we are in a position. And the more educated folks be, uh, are, and the more knowledge they have, the more aware they are of what's actually been happening. And then we can actually take take back power and give power back to the athletes in the sports uh, athletics programs. Gotcha. And so, Sam, I'm going to throw this out to Alabama. It says Alabama's Nick Saban rejected two players who were searching for $1.3 million combined in NIL money. It says someone with one of the best corners in the nation in high school came to me and asked if we'd pay them $800,000 for the player to sign here. I told him he can find another place to play, says Saban. What, now, I'm just curious. How much does Nick Saban make uh, to tell people lot. what to do? He makes a whole lot. Why he couldn't give him $800,000? Let me, let me uh, look it up. <laughs> Sam, going to look that up. And it says, when I asked about the portal, Curtis confirmed that Saban said this. We lost 10 players and one starter to the portal this year. One of them wanted 500000 And for us to get his girlfriend into law school at Alabama and pay for it. I showed him the door. Um, these NIL deals do not extend to other parties, correct? That is correct. That is correct. He's like, you want me? You getting my girlfriend in here. She going to law school and you paying for it. Well, see, you got to understand this. See, a lot, of, a lot of people don't understand the NILs. That's why me and Greg are very adamant, especially to have the parents involved with the student athlete. And I can give you a quick example. So like, for example, Sam, he likes baseball. So if we had a conversation with him and his mom and dad, we would find out what, Sam's expectations. Mm -hmm. Yes, we would find out what his expectations are. And then on top of that, what would be as far as the parents, what would be, what would you like to have Sam to be at in five years? OK, so that gives them a lot of things to think about. And then on top of that, Sam will also have some knowledge about when, when and if somebody else came up to him and said, hey, I want to get you an NIL deal. By us training him and also his parents giving him principles to follow, then mm -hmm. he can pretty much say, okay, you know, I can do it this way without getting in, without get out, excuse me, without getting into trouble. All right, mm -hmm. with, the, with, the, with the NCAA. And uh -huh. it, it's unfortunate that Shaq had to leave the leave the, the the site, but no doubt you think about this: if he would have left early, would he be able to make the necessary money? What if he stayed in college and got his degree? See, Which, that's no. You're not talk, you talking about Shaquille O'Neal now, right? You're no, not, I'm talking about Shaq, the, the one the, that was here. Player. Yeah. Okay. So if he if he would have stayed, just say if he would have left early because mm -hmm. he he was a top running back and he went after the money. Mm -hmm. Now think about this: What if he was had an NIL? He would have stayed four years, got whatever NIL money, got his degree. Then when his football career is over, he got something to fall back on. 
Right. All right. So with that, that's where me and Greg comes into play. And we really educate the student athlete and the parent on a long-term plan B. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. you know that, Hey, the shelf life of a football or basketball player is short. Three years. So, and then the NCAA don't care. All right. So why don't you take advantage of the NILs? But you need to know the rules first right. before you get involved. And, you know, I'm looking at this list and I just pulled it up and Tevin's going to share it with y'all. These mm-hmm. are the athletes with the highest NIL valuation. Uh, mm-hmm. We can't do nothing yeah. with this for, for yeah. folks who just regular schmegular. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, these kids, like 7.5 million, like what? And he got... He the only high, he the first high school player to ever get a uh, partner with Beats by Dre and guess who was the first LeBron to uh, like the first athlete. So to, his daddy hooked him up like like Sam was saying in a legacy. Yep, and he's already a Nike athlete, so he's nepotism. But seven point five million. Yeah. That's insane. And then Arch Manning, three point seven million. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, they haven't even got on the field yet. They're not even on the field. They're not. I mean, those two are in high school. Those, those yes, just—they're about to go into college. Uh, Arch Manning just graduated early, and he's on Texas campus, but he hasn't played a game yet. Right. Oh, yeah. Shit. So, um, you know, and and looking at this list, and I must say it again, we have to manage expectations. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Everybody not gonna get seven point five billion. Right. Miss Pryor. So this is one thing that you got to understand. These are the, the the elite of the elites. All right. So pretty much you have to be God. All right. To get on this list. And we talk to the parents and we talk to the student athletes and we, you know, try to drill it in their head and they tell them you're not going to get this type of money, especially depending on what school you're in. All right. So, for example, do you think you're going to be able to get uh, a $3.7 million NIL deal at Foothill or Sacramento High School? Probably not. More than likely, no. So, and then on top of that, if your name ain't James, last name James and Manning, you ain't going to get nowhere. All right? So pretty much we just want to make sure that the parent and the student athlete their expectations is normal, all right? Uh, you can shoot for the moon. There's no problem. We, we don't have no problem for you to reach out to the moon, but here's the expectation. That's what we want to make sure. Hey, what happened to the our host? I don't know where they went, but I have a question. Um, I think it was one of you that mentioned there are certain, I think it was you, Mr. Greg, there are certain states where high school students cannot participate in NILs. Is that what, what is the criteria for that? Like, what are the certain rules, laws, and why is that? Who puts those into place? I know it's different, like you said, for different states. So why is that? Exactly. Yeah, just the state, the state determines what, so they can go over and beyond the NCAA, NCAA rules and put import their own uh, restrictions and guidelines and all that. So it is up to each state, even though the Supreme Court, you know, made the ruling on how, that the NCAA has to allow these NILs, but not all states have to adopt them. So they do have the choice and not all states have to allow 
uh, high schools. It's only like 20, I think it's 22 states. I have to check that. Don't you know, check me on that. But we were just checking that uh, a couple weeks ago and it's changing as time goes on. Uh, but, you know, there's some there's some downsides to being in high school. I mean, and the problem with the all this big money, my in my, my personal belief, is that it, it's kind of tainting in a way the purity of sports. And that's why a lot of fans, sports fans don't watch pro sports because they got tired of all that big salary and all the big heads and all the crybabies <laughs> and all that. So they liked college sports because of the purity, because money wasn't involved. They're, they're playing for the love of the game and especially high school, they're really playing for the, <laughs> the love of the game. Uh, what did their hopes are to go to college. So I don't know if all this big money is a good thing to be throwing at these, these, these kids because, you know, realistically, it's only going to be like a half a percent that even get these deals, uh, these big deals. And then, and then even just a regular NIL, it's probably only gonna be less than 10%. So that's why in our company, we don't put a lot of emphasis on NILs. It's kind of icy on the cake if they get it. And it's really, really designed to help the parents because if you, the true NIL is not gonna be big money. It's gonna be like maybe 500 bucks, thousand bucks, maybe some free food at a, you know, a local restaurant, but that helps the parents for the, for the kids that are at school because even a full ride scholarship you still have costs and expenses that that the scholarship doesn't provide, and that's food and transportation and just you know play around money. But mom and dad are paying for that, <laughs> so if you can save them you know two, three, four, five hundred bucks a month with the little you know with a local NIL deal uh, with you know with a local establishment, that's really how we see NILs is really working. The big stuff, that's just all fantasy stuff for as far as I'm concerned. All that big money that you're hearing about. And I don't think it's uh, realistic. So the real, the realistic, uh, the realism of the of this uh, whole sports, you know, this around surrounding NILs, is really, I think it's getting way too hyped up. And if you can get it, and if it helps, and you have the opportunity to to benefit financially from your efforts and your name, and you're like, that's okay. We don't have an issue with that, but don't get clouded by all, you know, the kids. We don't want them to get all clouded up by only seeking big money instead of focusing on their academics and focusing on the game. And I and I wanted to say about the NIL, like like you said, you couldn't get a job or you couldn't have somebody pay for your um your to wash your clothes or get some food. Now you can you can go out and get a job and build kind of build that income while you're still in college, while you're still playing football, so that you have that kind of disposable playable income that you can use for food, that you can use for laundry, that you can use for like uh necessities that maybe you couldn't do you couldn't have when NIL wasn't a thing. Sam, you just you know you're completely amazing you know that you are you're one of the rarest young people that i have <laughs> met that is so knowledgeable all right so i give you kudos i don't mom and dad should be very proud of you okay so yeah. hopefully maybe you know i can be on your team me and greg can be on your team and help you to become uh, maybe a sports owner or some kind of uh, in, involved in sports, you know, that would be fantastic. Kudos. I congratulate you, young man. Hey, look at him. Thank Yo. you. To, to circle back on the Nick Saban point of how much he makes, I mean, <laughs> 10.95 million, basically $11 million last year. Yeah. And he's worried about 800,000. Stop it. Yeah. 
Well, hey, if I'm if I was Nick Saban too, I would probably throw up a red flag too, because see now the money issue is coming into play. So if yeah, Nick Saban, yeah, he's running the Alabama show. Yeah, that's fine and dandy, but then the the student shouldn't be demanding X amount of dollars from the student body or from the collectors or the uh, the boosters. Why not? Alabama just make a lot of money. Why not? How, well, how long have they been exploiting student athletes? Yeah, they should, I, they should I, be giving folks what they want, what they're I, asking for. I, 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 I understand that too. That's not, I understand. Shout out to Jarrell Harris from the national team in Alabama. Rose you know, uh, and you know, but the point of the matter is, is where is the demand at? All right. These kids are asking for X amount of dollars and they haven't even stepped on the field to prove what they're worth. Now, I can say this. You prove what you, if you worth $800,000, get on the field and show me what you can do. All well, right. I don't know if they can coach, but they be paying them all that money and some of them be losing. I'm just saying. And Mercy but wants you know, to know why the, why the students can't negotiate. I want to know, too. Because well, you have a lot deal. of people occupying spaces that ain't good at their damn job, and they getting they getting that money. So that is so true. If you don't ask, how are you gonna know if they hey, gonna say no? I'm gonna ask. That, that is true. So here's the deal. Also, maybe your your staff can look up the results of 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 players uh, that go from the NCAA college Division One to pros. You'll not be surprised many. at the number. All not right, many. I'm I'm not surprised at all. Uh, well, um, this is because there's so many different uh, areas in which they play in. Yeah. Um, and I think that I, we used to have the little graphic of how many, but it's it's not it's not many. Well, it's let about me just tell you this. The NCAA for men's basketball from 20, uh, 2020, only 1.2 percent will make it to the NBA draft out of mm -hmm. 8,000 kids, mm -hmm. only 53, 53 kids or student athletes from basketball will make it to the NBA draft. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So with that, you have a lot of student athletes that got these skills. They might do, they might do triple doubles of their whole entire career, but there's no real guarantee that they make it, make it into the NBA to that higher level. And, and I agree. And that's why I said about managing expectations. Right. Um, setting, I mean, there's multiple kids out there that can do, uh, that can dunk, that can do these yep. things behind the back, all these little tricks. Um, yep. and, and so there's multiple, there's no shortage of that in any neighborhood across the yeah, United yeah. States. Right. But what I'm saying is a lot of them aren't going to make it to pros. So if they're going in the NIL route, ain't I going to ask for what I think I'm worth right now? And I agree with Mercy. She also said, um, but aren't they recruited based off their real tape right. and, and their stay history right. or the stat, or the stat history? Yeah. Um, yeah, they are. And you know who these kids are before they enter the portal. A lot of them. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. so like to, to say that, oh, well, they shouldn't ask why they can't ask. Like you don't ask, you don't get. Well, you don't they can, get. well, they can ask, but the yeah. thing is, there's no, there's the art of negotiation too. So and, and, that's where they have to, an expectation. But a lot of times with their negotiation, it's, 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 I'm right and I say so. 
because they've been doing this a long time. Like I said, you have a bunch of losing coaches going from school to school. And because they have the, the complexion for mm -hmm. protection, they end up making millions of dollars while our children are going from school to school trying to just eat and, and yeah. they don't want to share the wealth. Like we got to keep it a buck. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, remember this also, Nick Saban is just part of the cog. We're talking about also the upper echelon in the NCAA governance body. All and they right? all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about it. Like, like if we gonna talk, let's talk. Cause we talking about You're, the folks on the field, the, the folks on the field are normally black boys. And the ones yep. that are making all the decisions are, are not black. So right. let's be honest about what we're talking about. And I that think that they should be able to ask for what it is that they want. Absolutely. You Jada, should be. Come on now. Jada, what do you think? I agree. 100%. <laughs> Ain't no guarantee I'm going to make it pro. So I need some NIL money right now. Right. Start a negotiation. You always going to throw up a high bid at first. See what, right. what they're going to say. Gonna get. Hey, right. let, me, let me get a mill. Oh, you you ain't get a meal? What's that? We're gonna lower it a little bit then. But, yeah. yeah. But he, he said because they asked, we say no. And they kick him off, right. you know, show him the door. That's not cool. What you saying, yeah. Jaden? No, oh, I was just remembering the phrase of they're not gonna go high, so you go high and try and like negotiate to make them go meet yeah. like a way that will satisfy you and them. Because they're not gonna go high. You might as well go high. Yeah. Right. Ask for what you want. See where right. it gets. Sammy, Melissa, what y'all think? Um, so I think that you should go high, but at least like make it like a make it like a bordering point where because you don't want this to happen where you're where they just automatically shut down a, a negotiation where they, when you bring out a number. I think that students should negotiate and should and should ask for a, a certain amount of dollar, but I think that you should kind of kind of start in the middle. See if they can go higher. See if you can go a little higher. Have them chase you. Have them chase you, and then you meet them in the middle. You gonna start at the middle? Yeah, you, nah, they ain't gonna chase you. <laughs> oh, you start at the Melissa, what you saying, Melissa? I feel like they should be able to negotiate because didn't we read a tweet in the beginning that said they were mad that they couldn't talk directly to the student? Let the student talk directly to you. Then they were mad that they had to go. To the no, parents, because that was LeBron's kid, yeah, yeah. and they they couldn't talk directly to LeBron's kid. Let's keep it a buck. They yep. don't care about some of these other kids. Right. Like, yeah. We gotta be honest. Um, <laughs> they're like, oh, we can talk to you. We don't want to talk to you. We want to talk to the LeBron's. Like, or, I'm sorry, we're Bronny. We're right? Or the Shadors mm -hmm. uh, over, and I think he got an endorsement deal with Mercedes. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, Sheesh. come on, bro. Like, and I think that uh, the uh, these colleges value these you know legacy kids so much because it brings in the name of uh, you know a lebron you want a lebron uh, at so your games you have lebron at the game be at the game wearing the wearing the uh wearing the alumni so, something you just you just gotta have something to have lebron james or peyton manning or deon sanders wearing wearing your stuff at your games that can bring in a whole bunch of uh revenue and <laughs> Oh, publicity for the college and right. that that that's good business. Honestly, they're they're mm -hmm. looking at it as a bit. The, these kids are business moves. <laughs> We're making money moves. Show me the money, yeah. <laughs> we like Jerry Maguire in this piece. Show me the money. <laughs> but listen, but listen, no, we don't ran out of time for today. We want to thank our guests. Um, Shaq <laughs> I mean, I really was in the middle of saying something. Thank you, Tevin. 
Um, Shaq Evans, uh, Quentin Ivy, and Greg Marshall, thank you for joining us on the Black versus the Board of the Education podcast. I want to thank my co-hosts, although we were a little quiet today. We was learning some stuff. I was. Um, but, you know, I believe if we're going to have a conversation, we got to keep it a buck at some point. Um, and we got to manage expectations and make sure that we're setting people up for success and not failure or telling them what they can't do. Um, we want to see everybody win, but we also want them to be realistic when they're asking for things. Um, we we see it. We see it. And so with that, we're going to hit y'all with the wave. We'll catch you next week right here on Facebook and YouTube, 430 PST. We are Black versus the Board of Education. Sam, hit us off. Where are you at, Sam? Hey. Come on, Melissa. Keep it going. Keep it going. Hey. Quentin, come on. Oh. <laughs> Greg, come on, Greg. Come on, Greg. Hey. Come on, Jada. <laughs> We will see wow. y'all soon. Whole <laughs> mood, baby. All right.